Girl, we're, we're doing some genetic genealogy in this one. Say that again? Genetic genealogy. Oh, that's okay. my drag name. Great. I thought you said genetic genealogy. I was like, I didn't hear the T in that for a second. Sorry. Well, we're about to spill the tea. Oh, wow. Look at you. Someone showed up to work today. Welcome. Hi, Julian Pezzavalli. <laughs> Hi, Patrick Hines. Bam. If you're looking for more Julian and me, join us on the Patreon. I'm going to say it till I'm blue in the face. Okay. We uploaded the video version of our live show from Obsessed Fest. Yes. If you couldn't come or you were there and you want to relive the golden moments Ooh. or you want to get like a peek behind the scenes or you want to see what it was really like, go check it out. It opens with our Broadway dancers. We brought them to Columbus as a surprise. Nobody knew. Yeah. And it's not just like your old dance recital where there's one no. camera in the background. Uh-huh. We have different, it was like professionally edited, different angles. It's yeah. Great. We're going to be uploading more from Obsessed Fest to the Patreon as well. The Rabia and Rebecca Q&A. Oh, get all the, If it's okay with you, I want to upload the Damien Eccles one that you did. Of course. The main stage with sure. you and Bob Ruff and Damien Eccles. Yes. We're, I think we're going to maybe upload our class action park show that we filmed Fun. in Boston. Oh, great. So we're really upping the video content on the Pates fam, but it's also where you can get over 350 full ad-free bonus apps. Yes. Yeah, so all of the episodes on the regular feed, like episodes like these. Yeah. And then also like the long form ones like McMillions and the Jinx and the Staircase, all the ones that are multiple episodes. Yeah. Right now we're in the middle of doing that Finding Andrea we yeah. did All Be Gone in the Dark, the Gacy thing from Peacock. Somebody's like, what is that? Peacock, before everybody else, did a whole thing with John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, it's called Devil in Disguise, but you yeah. can never remember the name of it. So we just called it that Gacy thing on Peacock. <laughs> it's really fascinating. Yeah. I learned a lot. I was like, I would definitely have been charmed by Gacy. There's no question about I it. I know. We also <laughs> did Bad Vegan and oh, Hillsong. Yeah. There's like a ton of stuff on Yeah, there. you also get the ad-free versions of these episodes. There's the after parties where we just sort of like take oh, your yeah. questions or give you advice or yeah. sort of like recap our week or just whatever. Just hang out with you. We just, yeah. like, we just want to hang out with you. Yeah, that's, that's it. We just want to hang out with you. Follow us on TikTok. True Crime Obsessed Pod. Okay, I'm done. Okay, great. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) All right, girl. What are we talking about today? This is Killer Cases, Episode 7. It's called Murder at the Mall. The 40-year-old cold case dating back to 1979. Michelle Martinko. Michelle Martinko. Michelle Martinko. Are you confident that this case will be solved? No. Why can't they figure this out? How did he get away with this? Police officers arrived to find that she had been stabbed well over 20 times. It was local lore. We all knew who Michelle Martinko was. Tonight's stunning news, decades after her murder. New information from DNA evidence. Our jaws were on the floor because that was the first time in 40 years that we had ever received an answer like we'd received. And they have found the killer's DNA. On December 19th, 1979, The world was Michelle Martinko's for the taking. Instead, she was taken from the world. Can I just say we open with them saying it was 1979. What would be a tumultuous soul-searching year year for America? America. (laughs) All right. It was the 70s, so I guess. Jimmy Carter is here. He's yelling about how bad things are. All I know is that, like, the gas prices were real bad. I'm like, were they ever good? I don't know. Gas is like $99 a beer out of the wall right now. According to everyone's uncle on Facebook. The gas prices are always a hot topic point a, to scream about. Good, bad, or indifferent. I gotta say, we are people who don't drive very much, so I guess we're not really, like, right now people are banging their heads into their steering wheels being like, yeah, it's either feed my fucking kids or get a gallon of gas. I am the worst person in heaven <laughs> to talk to about this. Um, but the crime rate was I'm gonna keep talking about the gas. Yeah, okay, you can do it. I'm staying silent. I'm zipping my lip. No, no, but we learned that the crime rate was on the rise. Especially in the country's smaller cities including Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Especially around here, folks thought they could just kind of go about their lives uh, uh, as they always had for, for decades here and not have to worry about the violence that happens in those bigger, you know, cities. And we meet this guy, Nick Maybanks, who's the prosecutor, and he just says to us with a straight face, we all thought we were safe here. We could just live <laughs> right. our lives, but nope, it's all bad, <laughs> scary, dangerous. Good luck out there, everyone. And by there, Nick, I mean literally everywhere on Earth. Just take it down a notch, Nick. I, know. I will say the one thing I do like about this series is everyone is always at 100. Yeah, of course I feel you like very You feel very seen. <laughs> I feel like, oh, these are my people. It's 10 episodes of, of like a whole thing meeting your energy totally. every episode for 42 minutes. You know, that was my problem with Relentless. It was the opposite of my yes. energy. You know oh, what I mean? God. Relentless was like a snowy day right. indoors. Oh, okay. Wait, the, wait, wait, a, wait, 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 hold on a second. <laughs> it's a little too hot. Oh. There's, not, there's no food in the fridge. 
Oh, you should have prepared. I know. <laughs> when a snow day's coming, you go out. Oh, God. And you hit the liquor store and you do everything you have to do. <laughs> the thing about Relentless is that we had to bring up the energy for everybody. I know. The show for everyone. And it was 29 episodes. It was 37 episodes. Okay. So we learned it was the week before Christmas, 1979. We're at the West Side Mall, and a woman named Michelle Martinko is brutally murdered and found in her car. Yeah, she's discovered in her car in the mall parking lot, and she's a high school senior. Let me say this about this series. I never know how it's going to go with these episodes. Sometimes they really slow down on the crime and we get every last detail. Right. And sometimes they barrel right through it. And that's what happens here. Because this is not an unsolved mystery. We get the guy. Yeah. Does it take 40 years? Absolutely. You're and right. We learn that from the top. Where it's yeah. like, it's going to be a long journey, but hold tight because we get the guy at the end. And <laughs> well, I'm like, and okay. Also, like, yeah, at the, the second half of all these episodes is about the court case. So we only have like 18 minutes to give us the history of yeah. the murder and then the 40 years in between and then how they got the guy. This format is, is a little different from the other ones. Yeah. It's not so half and half. Yeah, that's you know? true. So we meet Detective Matt, and this was a cold case for 40 years. Until Michelle Martinko's killer was finally tracked down by a detective, Matt Denniger, who was just a child at the time of the murder. I, I was probably at home in bed. Uh, in 1979, I would have been five years old. I was just a kid when Michelle was murdered. He remembers this because his dad was working the case yeah, back in the day. Yeah, and we meet prosecutor Nick, and he's the guy who, he, obviously he's the guy who prosecutes the case, but he's, he grew up in the area. And he's saying, like, as a kid growing up, this case was lore. Everybody yeah. knew about this. So Michelle was going Christmas shopping, and she came from a school choir banquet. Well, number one, I was like, oh my God, she's in the choir. She's our people. We she's love her. Up. But she went to the mall with $180 in her purse. I did the math on that. Oh. That's the equivalent of $741 in today's money. She, it must have been her job to just get everyone's presents I for the guess. whole family, I guess. $741 in cash at the mall? That's a lot. I get, like, this is definitely before the era of debit cards. Yes. It yeah, also yeah, took yeah. me like a year to learn how to pronounce the word debit. I'm like, is that just how we pronounce debt? This is a debt card? No, because there's an I in between the B and the T. Is there? For your debit card? <laughs> yeah. Get your wallet out right now and look at it. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to do this. Are you kidding? I don't know. I wish I was kidding. Wait, where does it say? It sh- let me show D-E-B-I-T, you mine. D-E-B-I-T, you're right. You're welcome. It's not just a debt card. No. <laughs> it, well, well oh, <laughs> depending on how you be. live your life. Exactly. Double meaning. Did oh, you my see, God. Uh, is that, was that a real moment that just happened? That was a real moment. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. <laughs> no cameras in the booth today, fam. Sorry, don't go run into the talk. Well, actually, to that point, how yeah. much money she was carrying, the money was still there after she was killed, and which that's is a the big thing. sticking point. And like, we'll get this eventually, too. She also wasn't sexually assaulted. So somebody killed her in her car, didn't rob her, didn't sexually assault her, and we never really get a motive. No. I mean, we sort of get a motive, kind of, towards the end. Yeah, which is simpler than we all think. <laughs> right. But we also learned that this mall was, like, brand new. There was, like, a hundred stores there. Malls in 1979 were kind of where it was at. Like, yeah, I guess if there's so. a new mall, everyone's going. The point of this being, there were no witnesses and there were no security cameras. So hundreds of people from all over the state coming to this mall, it's going to be real hard to figure out who did this. Right. So it was a very, very violent murder. She had been stabbed uh, well over 20 times throughout her chest, her neck, uh, and her arms, um, and that she had been, uh, she had been brutally murdered. She was in a battle for her life as she was uh, being stabbed to death. It must be someone she knows, right? Yeah. So we get this press conference from 1979. Barf, because this reporter goes, she was a good-looking gal. Real good-looking. He says it twice. And the cop goes, okay. Yeah. And the reporter goes, she was so, so good-looking. Any possibility of a sexual assault there? Oh, my God. I know, I know. 1979, get a grip. Yeah, and we learned that the last person to talk to her was a guy named Kurt Thomas. They had been in a school play together. I thought this guy was maybe a homosexual, but he's not. Homer. Yes, he was a homosexual. Don't. That's Homer from The Simpsons. Anyway. Anyway, this guy, Kurt, was working at a men's clothing store in the mall. And he describes it like he saw her. They were friends. They were having this, like, animated chat. He, like, walks her to the exit. And she, like, smiles at him and then leaves. Well, and the very first suspect was a guy named Andy Seidel. And he was Michelle's ex-boyfriend. They had a bad breakup. Someone says they had broken up in a rather unsatisfactory way. Yeah. That's like most breakups. Yeah, exactly. The whole idea was that, like, if he can't have her, no one can. I'm like, we're assigning a whole lot to Andy right now. Yeah. Poor Andy. And we meet him for two seconds later. We'll get back to him. But the other thing I want to say is that after that guy Kurt like waves goodbye probably at like 7 o'clock at night or whatever, the next time Michelle is seen is at 4 a.m. when the cops find the car and like the murder scene in the parking lot. Yeah. Like that car just sat there all night in the parking lot with like the mutilated corpse of a woman in it. 
It's that so is, bad. I'm not like blaming anybody but the killer, but no one pays any attention to fucking anything. I think people are just scared to look because they don't know what they're going to, you know, I think people would rather keep their head down and just, especially like crime was on the rise. Yeah. Everyone just wanted to get home, I guess. Yeah. And like coming back to that guy, the ex-boyfriend, Andy Seidel. Michelle's family, including her sister and brother-in-law, were convinced it was an ex-boyfriend, Andy Seidel, who had killed her. Well, we we really didn't have any other suspects. Well, we didn't really have any other suspects. To which I said, Janelle. Janelle. We gotta do better than that girl. Because again, what people keep saying, it's such a violent murder and they didn't take any money. It feels personal. Yes. So like, it has to be, maybe they had a bad breakup, whatever. Maybe Andy was being a dick. Like, sure. who knows? Yeah. But so they're thinking, well, it has to be personal is what they're saying. The other thing that I don't understand about this series is that like, if Andy isn't the killer and spoiler, he's not. He's not. They say his full name and they give us a picture of him. I know. And they say his name over and over and over again. How is that legal or more, like ethically the right thing to do? Uh, Well, ethically, not. Right. It's not. <laughs> right. Well, I'm glad we got that cleared up. Because I think what they're doing is like, well, just hold tight. They, For the sake of like entertainment value, they're uh-huh. not telling us at the top. But if they're going to say his, you know, they should let us know. Just say his name. Oh, we, we only need a first name anyway. Like yeah. now this guy's Googleable as a murder suspect or, from the 70s. since he didn't do it. Right. Just say her ex-boyfriend. Exactly. Who had nothing and to do with it. Right. I guess what I'm saying is, like, to the producers of shows like this, the suspense is not more important. Right. The no. suspense of, like, maybe he did it is not more important than not fucking ruining this guy's I life. Know. It's been bad enough for Andy. Yeah. And also, it's all bad. There's a murder. And it's horrible. Exactly. And it's cold. It's a cold case for 40 years. Can we not add to it? It's bad. It's pretty bad. Wait, During the fucking sh- holidays, she's at a mall. She's a young girl. Can we stop? I know. I know. Also, like, speaking of people who didn't do it, who are, like, named suspects in the documentary, there's that guy, Kurt Thomas. And Kurt is here, however. He's Kurt's here. part of the documentary. Yeah, Kurt also makes some weird choices of But Kurt is here and he's saying that Thomas was taken to the police station even before he knew Michelle had been killed. The one thing I do remember was the good cop, bad cop. He just flat turned around, leaned over the chair, and asked me why I killed her. They're in his face being like, why did you kill her? Right. That's how we found out that his friend died. Right, and they do this all the time. That's crazy. Yeah. Also, I feel like cops, you're like, if the intention is to actually get an answer, maybe give the guy the information. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. And no, they no. just assume because they believe that he did it, so they're looking for his reaction Yeah, because I'm assuming they did the same thing to Andy. Yeah. And Andy probably had some alibi. The poor kid was at home by 6 o'clock that night right. having dinner with his parents. <laughs> and so they're just like, well, it must have been Kurt. So there are no leads, which is heartbreaking enough for the family, right? But on top of it, the family was getting prank phone calls. And they'd say what? Mother. Mother. Miss Michelle. Do things like that. And some of them would be laughing on the phone putting on creepy voices saying they were Michelle? Now, here's the thing. We're getting an interview with Michelle's mom uh, from, like, the 80s or whatever, yeah. and the mom is so broken up over yeah. this. The idea, like, I, of course, put myself in her shoes. Sure. That, like, somebody, like, Daisy goes missing, and somebody is calling me going, Daddy? Like, Daddy? Uh, what? Like, what possesses I, you? I, <laughs> what would possess a person to torture a family like this? What is wrong with you? We hear this all the time. We are always hearing from family members that this kind of crazy fucking shit happens. Yeah. What is wrong with everybody? I don't, I, I, I think it's it's all their shit. I had therapy today. It's their shit. It's not <laughs> right. your shit. I get it, but like, can we make that a fucking crime? I know. It, it, sh- it absolutely should be. That's harassment. But again, like, Janet is Michelle's mom. Yeah. And they ask her in this interview, oh, I know. are you confident no. this case is going to be solved? She goes, no, no, I'm not. She like doesn't, the reporter cannot get the question out before she answers the question. Yeah, no, no, I'm not. But it's also like, the 70s may as well have been the 1820s. Like, there's, yeah. without witnesses, we don't even know about DNA yet. There's no cameras in the parking lot. And the cops are basically Basically saying, we have nothing. Is there anything else, any other friend we can pin this on? I guess, like, in the same breath, they tell us there was 800 people at this mall and there were no witnesses. I know. It feels like there wasn't a very thorough combing of, like, the pe- go back to the mall the next night and right. ask people if they saw anything. That's the thing. It's like, where do we even start? Who was at the mall that day? Uh-huh. We go door to door. How do we figure it out? And it, what is weird, too, is it wasn't like she was leaving the mall at 4 in the morning. No. She was leaving the mall, like, Seven at, or at eight rush hour. Whatever. Exactly. I almost said happy hour. At rush hour. <laughs> it's always happy hour. Yeah. But the that's what I'm saying. Remember the one about the last call killer? 
Or like if they had just gone back to the bar and interviewed yeah. the people, they would have gotten some information. Maybe an employee, someone just who was there. Just anything. Like you're, you just told us it's the most crowded fucking place on earth. Go on the news and say this woman was brutally murdered. Does anybody remember anything? But we learn, and this is like, it just fucking breaks my heart. Every Christmas for decades, yeah. a memorial was held for Michelle. And that's what I'm saying. If things like this, like, can it just not happen around the goddamn holidays? Like they're singing Silent Night. Give it to me it's on just, August 17th. Ugh, you know what I mean? It's bad enough in August, I, too. <laughs> honestly. It's all bad. I know. <laughs> and also, like, now that we're just in the shit of it all, yeah. decades go by, and Michelle's parents eventually pass away not knowing what happened to their daughter. And, like, they think it was either the ex or Kurt Thomas, the friend, and they're sort of, like, hanging on to that. And I can't 100% blame them for no, having, for wanting some kind of closure. The only thing I always say, you know, I'm, like, a God other side person. Uh, me too. I believe very much that, like, the second she died, she knew exactly what happened. I couldn't agree You know more. what I mean? I'm, like, clinging to that. No, I, I need that to be well, true. because I also believe the day that you die, you get the answer to all the questions. Of course. We know where Maura Murray is. We, like, yeah. they, they, like, you just you show up at the pearly gates and they hand you a list. Yeah, but my thing is, I'm going to say, why can't we tell them? I know. Why do I have to sit here and in silence? And that's why we have ghosts, because there are those of us who don't <laughs> give up that easily. Remember when we came, I think it was during our bonus episodes for Unsolved Mysteries, where I was like, hey girl, it's me. Well, I'll just like leave you <laughs> yeah, like just, like warm just, Chardonnay, yeah. and like my face will be on the label yes, or something, yes, yes, and that's yes, a little yes. wing. Hey girl, I know. <laughs> if I happen to go first, I'll haunt you. But nice, just God, to give you all this information. Haunt me nicely. We also learned that Michelle was the mom's miracle baby my little sister was their miracle baby uh, my mother was 44 when she had my sister my sister and my mother were soulmates, and so my mother just lost a part of herself the sister Janelle tells us that they were soulmates. Oh, I yeah. Know. Daisy's my soulmate. I, I agree. I, think I that's believe so sweet. that we were like put on this earth to be together. I couldn't agree more. I was like her dog in another life. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, because this is your first human time. This around. is my first human time. I was a dog once before. Been through this. Oh, my God. We're, we go through this every day, every single day. I totally think you guys are soulmates. That's yeah, so cute. Yeah, 100%. So now Michelle's mom had a diary. Yes. And she wrote down, I, she was just getting her thoughts and feelings her anger, her grief, her mourning. And now she wrote that she really thinks that Kurt, the friend, the yeah. last person to see her, the guy who's here with us today, yeah. did it. And then cut right to Kurt. Kurt's like, nope, nope, she thought it was the other guy. And he goes, it was very troubling to see my name written down. Also, Kurt, how do you got the diary, girl? I That's my big question is like, was the diary like released as, like, if the mom thought you did it, so did the family. So it's not like you're friends with them and they let you look at it. it how did you get the diary, Kurt? I don't know. You know Maybe what I mean? Maybe it was on trial. I don't know. But also, we have a sharp left turn because the narrator goes, The millennium came and went. America was attacked by terrorists. The country went to war in Iraq. And the most watched television show, CSI, showed how detectives solved crimes using forensics. America was attacked by terrorists. I'm going to stop right here. Yeah. Can we not casually drop in 9-11? I never need to see that fucking footage again. It's unreal. Like, they always, like, they show the smoking fucking they towers. They threw it in my yeah, face. I know. I do not appreciate it. There was absolutely no reason at all to show that footage in something that's already very harrowing and scary they're and just, sad. Like, they were trying to show us, like, all of the different, like, major historical events in the four years. Yeah, yes and no. Or it was just, like, an excuse to show yeah. something traumatic. Because yeah. then he goes, we went to war. And CSI was the most popular show. <laughs> on television and I'm like this script is unhinged I... how dare you throw that fucking footage no, in my face you're right for no reason the writing is not great because he's trying to point out that like DNA became a thing that's the whole point of like the CSI I thing want a, I want a, D, a producer in my DMs yeah. immediately explaining totally. why they had yeah. to throw 9-11 in there I know just leave it at the millennium I know why I know it, it really truly like if you lived through that time or if you who knows whatever your experience with 9-11 like, seeing the, that tower I'm getting egg, my chest is getting I tight know. just thinking like talking about it. I know. It just threw me for a loop. Like, why? I know. It's terrible. But then they tell us that in 2006, so they've kept all the evidence. Right. And in 2006, they re-examined some of the evidence they kept and they were able to find the killer's fucking DNA. In 2006, quote, in a very CSI-like moment. <laughs> Enough with CSI. <laughs> we gotta stop talking about the television show CSI. I, we we talked about it for 15 more. minutes. I know. Can we talk about, we? I was maybe having this conversation with you recently. Okay. There are rafts of sitcoms that ran for 10 years that I've never heard of. I've never watched a single Single second Me either. of CSI. No, not ever. The King of Queens never watched that either. Never once. Another thing, I was actually just talking about this on the Hamilcast, The Big Bang Theory. Oh, I know. I've never, but it's like it won all these. I mean, it was like the number one show forever. Daisy's best friend is young Sheldon. I know. Sheldon <laughs> of course. Friend of the podcast. We see him like every we see him once every four months, and we've never watched an episode of his show, and we've never watched an episode of that show. I know. Also, hi Ian. I know you listen. I hi, know, Hi Lee. 
Marley, hi, Ian. Hello. Um, loving you both. But I just missed all of those things. I know. Same. Oh, we were talking about it with Phil Hartman. That's why. News radio. News radio. What was the one with Kathy Griffin? Suddenly Susan. All of those. Oh, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Missed them all. Missed them all. Anyway. But, and they're also 15 CSIs. Haven't watched a I single know. frame of a single Same. one of them. I know. Sorry, everybody. But we learned now that they've got the DNA profile. Now anyone who had been suspected or had any contact with Michelle was asked to submit a DNA sample. Of course, one of the first people that the detectives looked at was the boyfriend, and they took a swab from him and was not a match. Andy is immediately ruled out. Not Andy. Yeah, he's like, of course I'll give my DNA. Like, After 40 years of being a suspected fucking murderer. Now we shift okay. our sights to Kurt, the so, friend, and he refuses. So Kurt, who I thought was maybe gay for five seconds, we learn is married to like a federal judge. And she goes, absolutely she, not. Are which, you giving your DNA? I think that is such bullshit. Do you think your husband's a fucking killer? But what she's saying is they know you were with Michelle that night. Yeah. There's an excellent chance your DNA is there. You I guess are so. Not, I agree with her. I guess, I guess. She's like, don't you do it. I didn't like it. I was kind of like, aren't we here to solve the case? Like, well, I don't think Kurt did it, you I know? I know. I think she's seen too much shit. But you know, you're right. Especially now. I mean, 2006 was different, but the way that, like, touch DNA can transfer. Exactly. Like, in 2022, if he gave her a hug that night, his DNA would be all over her. And the thing is, like, he did. Yeah, like, for they, sure. he he was with her. I mean, I see it all sides. Yeah. So, he's on the phone with the cops and says no. Because he gets a lawyer. Yes. And as the cops are hanging up the phone. I could hear this phone going down on the desk and he just announced it to wherever he was we got our effing killer we're gonna get a warrant for your DNA we're gonna get a warrant for your arrest I knew I've always liked you as Michelle's killer we got our guy. We got our effing we killer. We, I always liked him for her. Like, they, they've decided because he won't give DNA that he's definitely the killer, which right. I feel like is not an unfair assumption. No, they're like, listen, buddy, we're getting a warrant. And but he's it's like, like, all right. If you want to be ruled out, that's the only way. Right. So, but then, like, after all of this, they finally badger him into giving his DNA. Right. The lawyer's like, all right, girl, just give it to him. <laughs> but, like, after all, all, this, all this, like, right. whatever. <laughs> so, he's not a match, and the cops are furious. They call him. I know. And get the words out. All right, you're cleared. As fast as they can and hang up the phone. <laughs> Because they hate him. I, they like needed him to be the guy. Now they have to go to work. It's almost five o'clock. It would have been so easy. We've been blaming you for 40 years anyway, girl. Right. Now we can make it official. Come on. How were there no witnesses? There's no fingerprints? Like, what are we doing? It was 1979. I don't know. Fingerprints in 1979. She was wearing a coat. I don't know if like. They you literally can get say it. it was like the most crowded place in the world for a night and no one saw anything. So they test hundreds of men, basically everyone Michelle ever knew. And Janelle, the sister, goes, they even tested my husband. It yeah. cuts to the husband who gives a smile and a nod. Because they're like, no one was a match. Not a single, <laughs> single person she ever knew. They spoke to every single person. I mean, as yeah. much as they could. And I was also just like, how long does it take to test hundreds and hundreds of samples of DNA? I mean, I don't know. It seems like it went pretty fast. Yeah. But that means that it's a total stranger. Like, right. how do you find that person from yeah. 40 years ago at the mall who's probably like states and states away? Like, how do you even narrow that down? Yeah. And we're going to figure that out. Well, it's 2015. It was in 2015 that Detective Matt Denglinger took on the cold case, determined to find that total stranger. First, sorting through more than 7,000 pages of reports, including some prepared by his father, who was a detective at the time of the murder. He took it over from his father. How amazing is that? Very cute. How is there like not a Netflix show about that? Oh, there will be. <laughs> Killer Cases is like, is this not enough for you? <laughs> it's not, I'll tell you what, Killer Cases, it's not. There's got to be like a hot father-son duo we could get on that, yeah? Yeah. You know? Is Philippi the father? Oh, Philippi's got a son that looks like, it, it says that we had a kid Come on. with Reese Witherspoon. They look, they're exactly, they look, it's crazy. It's, it's look, half and half. Yeah. <laughs> so genetics, DNA, it works. Okay, so there's Although a show. Although I gotta say, the son got Reese's hair, not the dad's. I'd much rather the kid had the dad's hair. Reese has great hair. She does, but have you seen Philippi's? No. Tell me more <laughs> about this Ryan Philippi guy. <laughs> So this guy, Detective Matt, this is like his mission. He's going to solve this case if it's the last thing he does. Yeah, because he was there when it happened when he was a kid. Like, this right. has been haunting him, right? Yeah. So guess who told him the thing that led him to solving the case? His wife. His wife. She tells him about Ancestry.com. She got it for Christmas or something. <laughs> Can I just tell you, there was a time I was obsessed with Ancestry.com. I was going to, like, make my whole family tree. Okay. You guys... <laughs> 
It's a lot of work. It's well, homework. It, you, the way that it works, though, is that like you put in your DNA and then you go through like death records and stuff. You got to be able to read. You got to have good eyes. It was never going to work for and me. And it's helpful if you already have a lot of information yes. to put in. And if you're organized and if you don't like pick a new project and then give it up in two minutes when you're bored with it. Oh, yeah. Who are you talking about? <laughs> yourself? That's Great. <laughs> anyway, she gets like an Ancestry.com family tree for Christmas. And at that time, you know, it was kind of a light bulb moment for, for us. She mentioned, you know, wouldn't that be neat if you could do that with your Martenko case? Wouldn't it be great if you could use this in your murder case? She actually says, wouldn't it be neat? <laughs> wouldn't it which be? I think is very Oh, cute. don't say that to Madonna. She gets no. real mad. She Remember when any, uh, uh, Kevin, Costner. Kevin Costner said it. He called he called her, her blonde ambition to her concert neat. I don't want anyone who uses the word neat <laughs> to be backstage. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mandy Patinkin is back there. Settle down, Madonna. They were in Dick Tracy together. He played 88 Keys. Maybe I'll watch that tonight. Okay, great. So Detective Mad goes to the lab to get a description of the guy because using his DNA, he can find things like skin color, hair color, eye color. But this is what I don't understand because the DNA lab that he goes to is like, I'll do you one better. We can make an actual like facial composite of what this guy looks like. And I'm sorry, when we meet the guy who it actually doesn't look anything like him. Right, because these things always simultaneously look like everyone and no one. Yes, they look like the Wilsons. Right. I don't know how the Wilsons have, like the Owen and whatever the other one is. Luke. Luke haven't been arrested every day. Right. All these like DNA profiles make them look like bland white guys. But they look enough like, I don't know, that ex-boyfriend right. or your friend's boyfriend well, you don't like. But I or... made this, no, this is what always oh, happened in Ted Bundy. It All happens with Madeline McCann. Whenever they put out like a generic looking sketch, people take the opportunity to turn in their fucking dirtbag boyfriend yeah. or brother or father. What I was hoping for is that we'd get a hundred people call in and say, hey, it, it all looks like person A. But the problem we ran into is we got 200 people call in and say it looks like a hundred different people. Another dead end. They get 300 calls. And the, like, the DNA profile was meant to help. It doesn't help because no. now they're going to track down these 300 leads. Right. So that was in 2015. Which is a thing I would totally do, by the way. Of course. Give me two Chardonnays and a composite. I'm calling yeah. in Steve. You're going through your phone going, who did I never like? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I call in like Tim Polari just on a lark. No. <laughs> I love never. to be. I love to be. But now that you mention it, he looks kind of like a Wilson. Oh. And look, he looks kind of like a guy Tim, that would just get like no. fingered for a crime. I have your back. Him. Never. Timmy. So by 2018, Joseph D'Angelo, aka the Golden State Killer, is arrested. Yes. Thanks in part to genealogy sites. Also, Matt, this is what your wife was talking about. Not getting an image that looks like everyone and no one through DNA, but actually no. using ancestry or whatever. Right, because like the way they got D'Angelo was the hard way, which right. is like using a database of more than one million people. So what we're looking for are people who have uh, significant amounts of shared DNA with that unknown suspect. And then I hit a partial match with a woman living in Washington State. She was kind of our ground zero for, for building a family tree and working our way back to our suspect. You build the family tree backwards. Right. And I gotta tell you, the gift of being able to do that, holy shit. Right. Detective Matt did not understand the assignment. Guess <laughs> no. who did? Cece Moore. Okay, Cece Moore is here. She's a fucking genealogical scientist. She's or whatever. a pioneer in DNA testing. She is the hottest scientist we've I ever know. had. She is exactly what I want to look like. I know. Also, pioneer in DNA testing. Like, ooh, it's getting hot in here. Like, more of that, please. Yeah, and she is what she calls a citizen scientist. You know, like the citizen detectives that we've talked about? I sure do. Where they use, like, the Google. Google, and they think that they're like experts in there in the FBI because they know how to like put words into Google. Sure. Cece is the opposite. She's using like the science to do the work, not trying to take the credit, just doing it all in the background and getting right. the shit. Let the women do the let, fucking work. Let her do it. She starts this group. They develop this technique. It's amazing. Yes. So through the work that Cece and her group do, they can track down the DNA to one of three suspects, the Burns brothers from Manchester, Iowa, which is about 45 minutes from Cedar Rapids. Which is crazy. There's three of them. There's Jerry, there's Kenneth, and there's Donald. Now, I'm going to say this again. Yeah. Two of these men are innocent. Right. This show is giving us their full pictures and their full names and the towns they live in. That is not okay. Yeah, they're doing it for entertainment value. I don't understand. For like, the what is the ethics of this? I don't Two know. of these men are fucking innocent. Right. Now, but none of them have any connection to Michelle or right. the mall or any criminal records. They're all described as entrepreneurs. Like, what is going I know. on? I like, know. remember where it's like, well, it must be a stranger. Yeah. Where, like, one of these guys is the stranger. And it's just like, what? Why? why? I have so many fucking questions. So the cops... In great secrecy, descended on Manchester. We were on a, a lockdown. No one knew what we were doing or what we were trying to accomplish. We, we wanted as little information getting out as possible. We needed to collect DNA to confirm which one it was. So we had to do that covertly. 
secretly go down to Manchester to try to get DNA covertly. Let me just say this. The cops put together of the three brothers a descending list of who they think would be the most guilty to least guilty. How? When we have 10 minutes of them saying, well, none of them had any connection. This is all. This doesn't make any sense. Right. Just say you drew this guy's name out of a hat right. and he was the first one. And I'm like, you drew straws. What makes it? Because the guilty one ends up being the one that's at the bottom of the list. They wrote this script in post. That's what happened. I, yeah. This is all for the sake like, of entertainment. What made the one guy look more guilty than the other? Nothing. What happened? Absolutely nothing. Because we get 10 minutes of them going, hmm, the Burns brothers? How strange. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. No. Kenneth is the most likely suspect, according to them. Whatever. They go down to the town that he lives in. They follow him around all day. They follow him to, like, the fucking club for lunch. Lunch at the golf club. I know. Where they, like, they wait for him to leave or whatever. They go in and they get his drinking straw. Yeah. How is this legal? I don't know. How is this legal? I guess because there's enough of a warrant there because of the DNA connection. This all is all very West of Memphis, and that's when I pulled the cigarette butt out of the ashtray, yeah. Rachel Geyser. I totally get that, but I'm like... It, like, anybody's DNA could be in that straw. The waiter's DNA could be in that straw. Suddenly the waiter's going to prison because they're unscientifically pulling the guy's straw out of the... Like, what? I know. Well, Kenneth isn't a match, everybody. No. <laughs> Donald Burns is next on the list. Yes. They wait outside his house. This is very Golden State Killer. They yes. go through his garbage. They find a glass. He just threw out a glass. And a toothbrush. How lucky that he threw out his toothbrush, but also, is it his toothbrush? I gotta say, like, that is so disgusting. You're, you're picking through the garbage just and you get somebody's some, yeah. toothbrush. I know. You're you're right about the like he that today is the day he throws out his toothbrush. Right, I've had the same toothbrush for eight years. And oh, God, you should get a new one. Um, I love that toothbrush. <laughs> is it all just like smushed and flattened? Is it doing anything in there? It's just bored. Yeah, it's just a board at this point. Mine sometimes gets just it just looks very frizzy. Steve would want you to know that he takes very good care of our teeth. We have quips. Steve and Mike. Mike is also the, the he replaces tooth it every three months as and the battery and the whole thing. I know. Were I left to my own devices, I would have one. T- towel for the shower that I would also use as a bath mat. I know. And I would have the same toothbrush since 1987. I know. Also, how do we know it was his toothbrush? Are we going to talk about That's that? That's what I'm saying. Like, does he live alone? Does he have a live-in partner? Does somebody stay there on Tuesdays? Who knows? I don't know. But this is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. this is not scientific. Well, it's not him. We found out that that's not a match either. Finally, back to Manchester. And the brother detectives had thought was the least likely of the three to be the killer. So it's got to be Jerry, right? Which is their quote least. Their the, the, least. The, yeah, they, least the person they least suspected. And I'm like, who are you, Dwight Schrute? I, this is the person I most medium suspect, and it's Phyllis, aka Beatrix Bourbon, the person I most medium suspect. It's the same science that Dwight Schrute uses uh-huh. in the office. They're using and now in terms in terms of like who is the most and least suspected. Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. Oh, Bob Vance Refrigeration. A lot of work, you and Bob. So. They follow Jerry to the local pizza ranch. Everyone, okay. pull over. They, we're going to the pizza ranch. This, I got to tell you, this became a whole afternoon. I sincerely thought I was going to be late. I made that joke. I spent, okay, it's a pizza buffet. It's a, I spent uh-huh. way too long on this website yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is fascinating to me. They have pizza? Yes. And well, it looks like a ranch. Oh, yeah, it does. If look you're like driving ranch. down the highway yes. and you're hungry, you're pulling into that the pizza, pizza ranch. It looks like a mirage. Too of good course. to be true. Totally. It's like perfectly kitschy. It's camp. I'm here for it. So they have pizza. <laughs> great. They have a salad bar. Yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay, great. They have, quote, the country's best chicken, trademarked. <laughs> trademarked? Is, is that allowed? I don't, Can I, you make that kind of claim? Who knows? The country's best chicken it, says it who? It reminds me of the elf thing with the coffee. You did it. Congratulations. World's best cup of coffee. World's best cup of coffee. <laughs> oh, Elf, almost time. Almost oh my that god, time I fucking year. love that movie. It's your movie. favorite movie, it's right? It's my favorite movie. It's so good. They also use the phrase handy dandy on their oh, website. Okay, great. Because Pizza Ranch offers a handy dandy way to save and enjoy Pizza Ranch with kids eat free events so Daisy can eat free. Kids eat free? Yeah. I also took a screenshot of their salad bar image. Okay. It's like, oh, pizza. Uh-huh. And then it's like, it should be like the best image of their can pizza. Can we just say, you were texting me about this? and then Steve overheard and then you and Steve started texting yeah. and I was like Someone, someone's gonna do some work today it, it eventually became me yeah. but for a time it got to the point where I was like Steve I'm on a time crunch today we have to start early we have things to do I have things to do before I know like, I, I can't be late because of the pizza I, know. I can't be late because of pizza ranch so the, you know usually those images like the hero images yeah. it should be like the best possible it should be so so delicious looking that it looks fake 100% but, right? yeah okay no pizza ranch is very honest their salad bar uh-huh. They have a picture of just like a woman holding a plate of salad. You just see her she's hand. Fam, she's showing me the picture. I took the screenshot. We'll post it in the group. Yeah. 
It's a, it looks like pretty wet limp lettuce. Yep, I agree. Three slices of red onion. <laughs> I do love a red onion, I gotta say. Hard boiled eggs. Yep. <laughs> Cheese sprinkled over it. Okay. <laughs> and two very warm looking baby carrots. Yeah. <laughs> now, I was obsessed with this. Yes. They, they don't, they're not anywhere near New York. No. There's like no chance we could go unless we go on a road trip. Yeah, which we should do. Right. I have learned my lesson, however. Okay. Because when I fall in love with things, I have to Google like, all right, uh, lay it on me. Yeah, yeah, What's yeah, the yeah. bad yeah. news? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're Trumpers. They yes. like give money to Trump. And they are they have super religious posts on their site, which is like, we believe in the other side. Like, yeah. if that works for you, totally. fine. But they're like using the Bible to defend Trump and the GOP I on gotta, their business website. That's that, that's not right. I got to tell you, I am a God. I totally believe in God. Same. I'm a God heaven person. The Same. whole deal. When people start quoting scripture, I'm out. Right. I'm out. I just want the pizza and the buffet. I know. <laughs> don't t- talk to me about Corinthians right now. No. I'm not in the mood. Move uh, over totally. so I can go through the little saloon. Corinthians. Corinthians. That's what they have. Go on their website, pizzaranch.com. Fam, I'm not, for those of you who are Bible people, I'm not laughing at Corinthians. It was just a funny word to hear you say. I don't the book Corinth- of Revelation. Oh, that isn't that like the bad That's one? the end time. Oh. That's the locust. Which My whole thing with Revelations is I got to die before the bugs come. Oh, please. I can't be here for that. Nobody wants that. You, you know, all these people are, why do you like winter so much? Yeah. What months are the cockroaches? Okay? The summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Winter, they all go away. It's true. You're right. And I can finally flourish. (laughs) All right. We're going to move on through this thing. All right. Anyway, they stole Jerry's straw, just like the other brother. And guess what? He's a match. Of course it is. He's the fucking guy. They head on over to Jerry's place of business. We have the video. This is the thing. They strap on body cam. Matt, Officer Matt's like, I want to arrest the guy right now. Detective Matt. How dare you? I know. Right. From his dad. Oh, my God. But, like, he wants a full confession. He wants to go, like, ambush this guy at work and get, like, a confession from the guy. chosen for the confrontation was December 19th, the anniversary of Michelle's murder. It was no coincidence. So they're thinking, we know he's the guy. The DNA doesn't lie. Yes, I, I made that rhyme on purpose. Okay. We, like, if it's the the 40th anniversary of the murder, right. he's probably thinking about it. Yeah. Maybe we can get him to confess. At, like, a weak moment. Uh, you yeah, know? they walk in. He, it's like a hardware store that this guy owns. Yeah, sure. And he's got, like, a, a business cat. Yeah, who's, like, running all over the place. And I, I'm like, I feel the hay fever already. I can see. And I'm telling you, cat. that cat was trying to tell the cops, this is the guy. Like this Zachary is the, this Biggs. Is the guy. Exactly. And how did I say that? Correctly. Zachary, Zachary Biggs. Of course. Yeah, thank you so much. But they introduce themselves. They're very nice. But they're very upfront about what they're there to there's do. There's no smoking mirrors. No. Detective Matt's like, hey, we're the cops. We're I here know. to talk to you about that murder you committed like but you know what? years ago. This guy's definitely been having nightmares about this his entire life. He's probably envisioned this moment where the cops walk in. It's the anniversary. He might think he's dreaming this very much. Yeah. I, I was saying it's a little bit like anticlimactic when you're watching it because mm-hmm. he doesn't give a lot. What does he say? It's like, we know you're the guy. Because Detective Matt. Matt is like, you know, we, uh, we're going to need your DNA. And they and, have a court order for it. Yeah, and Jerry's like, all right. And right, Detective Matt right. goes. I'm just thinking, you know, we, we kind of know going in that this is probably going to be a match. Oh, really? Yeah. Why would that be? Well, we were kind of hoping you'd tell us. Jerry goes, oh, really? I, I mean, <gasps> so I'm thinking, like, it's, it's not a lot to watch. It's not very exciting. But inside of Jerry, the room is spinning. It's he, just that wall. And wall, honestly, he, wall. <laughs> That's all, he, just he doesn't that, know like, if it's reality. He's probably had nightmares about this yeah. very moment. He does not, like, it's Nightmare on Elm Street in that guy's head. He's 64 years old. Yeah. He thinks... Did I do it? Did I, I get away with I it? Got, and for 40 fucking years, he did get away did. with it. But now the cops are like, oh, man, we really wanted a confession. Yeah. Detective Matt's like, I really wanted him to admit everything and give My us all the dad details. wanted a confession? He goes, a confession. <laughs> he goes, maybe I was overly optimistic. Yeah. yeah after 40 years, I, I got to say, I'm sure that this guy has convinced himself he didn't do it. I think absolutely, you know? right? Yeah. Like, we know people who are just, like, sort of scarily, like, they say one lie and then they believe it instantly. Oh, this yeah. guy's had four years well, to convince himself. Well, you're looking at him. Oh. I thought it was every day and didn't leave the half and half on the counter when Steve You're yells just gaslighting Steve. Totally. <laughs> of course I believe it. One day you, you're just like, that absolutely wasn't me, Daisy. We need to have a conversation now. Get in here. Oh. Or it's the timeout chair. Right, exactly. So they arrest Jerry on first-degree murder. Yeah. They're like, they know, full stop, the DNA is coming back a match. Yes. Jerry, who denies everything, hires the best lawyer money can buy, this guy named Leon Spees. Who's, like, again, I say, I get that everyone needs to have a defense attorney. And and you know what? After 40 years, it's fine to ask some questions. Well, because, so we're at trial day one. And, you know, this is, like, the first time the family is getting a look at the killer. I know. The sister is still alive. The mom and the dad are dead. But, like, oh, my God, like, the face to the nightmare they've been having their whole life. 
Right. And so like after those 40 years, he's probably in their heads become like the boogeyman, like exactly. this big scary guy. Yeah. And he's just like a guy. He's a 64-year-old guy. It was the same thing with the Golden State Killer, remember? Yes. In I'll Be Gone in the Dark. They're like, he was a monster. He was terrifying. And then they wheel him in and he's just like a pipsqueak. Right. He's just you like know? a person. And like the sisters say, I thought he would be just a monster to look at. But he was just a very low-key, average-looking kind of guy. You would have thought maybe he was in there for a parking ticket. He looks like the kind of guy that would have been there for a parking ticket. Right. Like, this guy murdered my sister. And isn't that the scariest part? Like, of they course. walk among us. Oh, exactly. They're next to you at the grocery store. They're mailing the letter at the post office. He's at like, the mall the busiest time of year. Nobody notices him. Exactly. You know? Ah, disgusting. Yeah. So, the thing about this trial is that Leon, the lawyer... The defense attorney. Yeah. The DNA is going to be on trial. Because he says... He does something that surprises me. And it shouldn't. But this yeah. is the world we live in. He says right at the start... He's not going to assassinate Michelle's character. Right. He's like, look, she did not deserve to die. No one is going to say a bad word about her. Yes. I'm shocked by this. Like, too shocked. Oh, I shouldn't I know. be this yeah, shocked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Well, this never happened. Because he's trying this. He's trying a case from 1978 and 2022. Right. You got you to gotta deal with the politics of today. But he's Because also, if this was 1978, it would have been slut shaming. Why is right. she out by herself? What was she wearing? The dress is too skimpy. Uh, right. I, God. You know what I mean? Well, such trash. But yeah, I do. Yeah. What he's saying is like, how is 1979 DNA going to hold up in 2022. But you That's know what? his argument. And, and I just don't think this episode is good enough to really answer that question. Because yeah. like, I believe that this is the guy. I believe in DNA evidence. But I think the lawyer raises a f- some fair questions. I agree. You know? So Michelle's friends and family testify about who Michelle was. Yes. Including potential suspects like Andy, the ex-boyfriend who was dragged through the mud by the family. Who the mom died believing did it. He's not here to talk to us, but we see him in the courtroom. You know, Andy was a nervous wreck. After testifying, he left town before Michelle's sister could talk to him. I would have liked to have personally apologized to him for falsely accusing him for all those years and for thinking that he was capable of doing something like that to Michelle. Andy went right home. Also, sister, pick up a phone. I know. But Kurt Thomas is here, too. So, so Andy he's the one bails. that's married to the judge who initially wasn't going to give the DNA. Right. Yeah. Basically, like, everyone is just talking about how wonderful Michelle was, which is great. That's and, you great. Know, and, and Kurt does say that he's been, like, consumed with, like, this case changed his whole life. And he's been consumed with guilt because he's been saying that, like, if I had just walked her to the car, this could have been totally different. Now, obviously, it's not his fucking fault. Right. But, like, if it were me, I would probably think the same thing. Of course he would. You know. So it's trial day four. Detective. Detective Matt takes the stand and he's talking about the case and the DNA. And yeah. we have the video of Detective Matt talking to Jerry Burns, the main suspect. They play that at trial. Yes, and because they're in the car. So this is minutes after the video of we saw them in the store. Right. Now they're in the back. They've arrested him and they're in the backseat of the car on the same day. And Detective Matt is trying to keep it friendly. He's maybe hoping they're really still wants gonna- that confession. <laughs> Fingers <laughs> crossed. So like they're just chatting. And I feel like Detective Matt is kind of like, are you sure you didn't do it? And literally, Jerry, the guy who we know did it says I don't know I mean sometimes you can block out a memory oh I'm sure you can after 40 years and you know everyone is saying and I know we don't do this I know that we don't like judge people based on how they react to bad news or whatever but like everyone says if someone comes into your office or your house and accuses you of a murder and then arrests you for it wouldn't you be screaming your fucking head off I didn't do it he never says that no he never says he didn't do it no but now we meet Michael Allison who's a former prisoner turned informant to which I say oh boy here we go you know what though we got some interesting information out of this guy because he was the cellmate of Jerry the murderer and like we see Jerry on video autographing a newspaper to this guy so Jerry called this guy son yeah signed a copy my favorite son my favorite son well yeah because so he signs the newspaper with the headline about his arrest I mean he's autographing a murder newspaper to my favorite son Michael oh my god XOXO Jerry Burns and according to Michael the jailhouse informant he's saying that Jerry says he feels like uh, no matter what happens in this case, that he he wins because he had had the opportunity to be out there with his family all these years. I win because I got to be with my family for 40 years. Like, he's not that wrong. No. I mean, I think he lost because he's a murderer and he'll have to, like, pay for that and whatever. But also, I think he loses because there's got to be some part of you that's like, is today the day? Well, Aren't you always looking over your shoulder? 100% you have that. a good life. B, we're going to learn, and I believe this, that Michelle is not the only victim of his. I agree that he was, you. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think when you have to live in the body of a person who murdered another person, no. Like, that's a miserable life. Good. I don't care. I don't care how much you can compartmentalize it. But also, let's stop using jailhouse informants. Let's just stop. Let's just stop. It's a miserable life. The less successful sequel to It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Trial day seven.
seven. Now we're really getting into the DNA because they bring out Michelle's dress. Yeah, beautiful dress, by the way. Gorgeous. And they say this about her, like she had great taste. She and loved she dressing up. She was coming from up. the choir. Totally. Like she was like performing that night. Also, like they have it on a mannequin form. Yeah, they're not being very delicate with it. It's like to me, it's like you should be handling that with some sort of reverie. The family of is there. Of course. I mean, it's amazing that they still have it from 1978. I know. But like, I don't know. They they were like bungling the mannequin form. I know. Just a little more respect. Uh, yeah, just handle that with care, please. Yes. So Jerry's own lawyer, the murderer's own lawyer says, there is no question that my client's DNA is on the dress. Right. The question is, how did it get there? And right. I'm like, yes, exactly. Like, right. I'm asking those same questions, no, defense lawyer. Now, here's the thing, because that is a fair question if you're Kurt. Right. If you're the friend that saw her and then walked her to the mall exit, sure, you're going to give her a hug and then your DNA is going to be on her. This is a stranger who had nothing to do with her, who was 45 minutes from home. You're acknowledging, they say the dress, but they also say the gear shift of the car. Oh! So there's absolutely no reason for this stranger's DNA to be on her dress. That, right. like, You know what I mean? And the gear shift of the car. Exactly. What I wish we knew more about was how much DNA are we talking here? Exactly. If it's a minute amount, I guess you can make the argument that if they brushed against each other in the mall or whatever, but right. like, is it a lot? Is it a little? We don't know. We have no idea. Is it, Dr. Spence, a plausible explanation that the DNA of Jerry Burns found on the dress or on the gear shift could have come about by a transfer? Yes, that's a distinct possibility. Jerry's DNA on the scene could maybe be from a transfer. That, that's why the, this but guy's But anybody's here. DNA on the scene could, you know what I mean? Like, and then I want to know how many other people's DNA is on the dress. Like, yeah. are there lots of strangers' DNA on the, you know what I mean? It's like, we don't get enough information. I believe that this guy is the killer. But who else's DNA is on the gear shift? Exactly. Come on. That's exactly. what it all comes down to, yeah. right? Yeah. So, closing arguments, the prosecutor saying Jerry followed Michelle, he attacked her, and he killed her. And the defense is saying that they have everything but a motive. There's no motive because he didn't rob her and he didn't sexually assault her that we can tell. So what this made me uh, yeah. insane. Yeah. The prosecution was not allowed to tell the jury about Jerry's search history. Yes. Which included, trigger warning, this is horrible. Yeah. Blonde molested after getting strangled. So like right there sounds like a confession. Of course. You know what I mean? Right. So he didn't se- he didn't maybe sexually penetrate her, but if he quote molested, molested. her yeah. after he strangled her. Yeah, it's the same fucking thing. Yeah. Another Google search was sex with freshly dead person. I mean, oh my God. Now, killer cases, I have. I take issue with a lot of things he did here. Number yeah. one is they have a sound effect of a woman screaming is after someone right? reads out that last Google search. Oh my God. There's like some like horror, like some stock sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's also Googling rape, assault, murder. He's Googling everything that like a ser- I'm sorry. Like yeah. someone with that's motive. It's, yeah, it's totally right there. Mo- Come you on. know, my question is like, was he Googling her name? Was he looking up the like are there like are right. there suspects? I mean, 40 years later, probably not. Right. You know what I mean? He just assumes he's gotten away with it. But the thing is, we know that now. Right. But Burns's lawyer, Leon Spees, fought successfully to keep the graphic computer searches from being used as evidence in the trial. We didn't think it was strong evidence of a motive. And with the computer searches kept out of the case, Spees was able to argue there was no evidence of a motive for this family man to target Michelle Martinko. The jury wasn't allowed to know about that. Exactly. So it really could kind of go either way. They have this DNA expert saying, like, ah, he could have sneezed on her. Also, who's sneezing on other other people? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know, I know I'm saying I know, that I know. post-2020. Yeah, but, but you're right. Also, how we ever blew out candles on a, on a birthday cake. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine? I Whenever I see that on like an older TV show or a movie, I'm well, like, oh, God. Because, but you know that that comes from like two years of like murder spray was all we heard about during like. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, during the pandemic. I once tweeted like, I can't wait to stop thinking about all the fucking murder spray coming out of all your mouths. Everything from 2019 on. I'm I know. just like, we were monsters. <laughs> well, how did we do this? I know. How? And when like they were getting people to wear masks and Blowing we'd see the animation. On a birthday I know. Jesus Christ. I know. And kids, all they do is <laughs> they don't really blow it. No, they just I know. all they do Coughing is spray. and sneezing. I, and, I, I, I have know. to tell you something. Yeah. 
I was in an elevator, mask on in the elevator uh-huh. always. There was a kid in there. I'm sorry, parents. <laughs> kid in there, maskless, uh-huh. doing that crunchy kid cough. Oh, uh, what's that? Where it's just like, you're sick, aren't you? Yeah. Where it's like a cough. It's not yeah, a dry yeah, yeah, cough. It's yeah. like a productive uh-huh. cough. It's like that crunchy kid uh-huh, cough. Uh-huh, uh-huh. With his head in the air and his head back, his chest out, like with all his might, just coughing openly. Oh, my God. And I said, God damn, if I made it through Obsess Fest. I know. And didn't come back with I anything. And this fucking kid with his crunchy cough <laughs> is going to get me something not on my watch. I gotta Mask tell you, up. I haven't heard anybody getting sick and obsessed with us. I'm very happy about that. The crunchy kid cough. What I is that? Parents, okay, explain okay, it to I me. Teach your kids to cover your mouth. It's 2022. I don't, can we move on? Okay. So the jury goes out. They come back. He's guilty. Right. But I think one of them. But, you know, in the end, he gets life without parole, whatever. Yeah, they talk for three hours. They're like, he did this, right? He did it. We learn there are other unsolved murders and disappearances in his state that they think he could be connected to. Including the unsolved disappearance of an Iowa TV news anchor woman in 1995, Jody Husentrude. And if you take a picture of Michelle and of Jody Husentrude and you put them side by side, they're twins. Including Jody Hausentrout, yes. who is a case we covered on Obsessed with Disappeared. No way! Yeah. <gasps> it's a, and, and they say if you hold a picture of Jody next to Michelle, they look identical. This guy's name wasn't brought up? I don't remember. Shit. We covered it so, and I didn't have time today to go back and find out, but I'm interested to go find out. You're not like me, and you don't have every single note that you've ever made no. on any documentary. Oh, God, I no. have a whole folder. The second I turn my computer off, it's gone. I don't know where it goes, but it's gone. Okay, not going to think about it. Um, But also, 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 Jerry's cousin Brian goes missing, and he went missing on December 19th, like years after Michelle was murdered. But that day, come on. Can you just imagine the cousin walking in and being like, I know you did it. I know you, or like walking up on him on the anniversary, Googling the He's like doing something creepy on the fucking anniversary, and now he's missing. (gasps) I hate Jerry. So, you know, he gets the max. He gets life without parole. You know, he was out for 40 years, so Michelle's family is kind of like, you know, he kind of did get away with it for 40 years, but now he's in prison for the rest of his life, no parole. And my question is, like, Jerry's brothers didn't go to court. Like, they're not here. Killer Case is just, like, out of them to the world that they exist. That's what I'm saying. But they're not. They weren't talking heads. We didn't see, like, there are the brothers in court, like, defending their (laughs) brother. We didn't get any no, of that. we got none of it. I'm sure they were like, uh, hi everyone, happy Thanksgiving. We have bad news. But also, like, he like this guy's been a creepy piece of shit his whole life. His I'm whole sure. Life. They're like, bye. See, like, call in that person. Yes. When you see yes. that photo yeah. that looks like everyone and no one, did anyone call about Jerry? I know, I know. I'd call about Jerry. Okay. <laughs> I'd rat him out in a heartbeat. He's a murderer. I'm, I'm so glad we're doing these bonus episodes. I know. We're recording this because you know how this booth is a time machine? Yes. We're recording this on the day our first one dropped. I and so know. And it was a surprise for so many people yeah. and everyone was really happy. So that's all we want to make Yay. you happy. So I'm glad you are. Fam, join us on the Patreon. Over 350 full ad-free bonus episodes. You can also watch our live show from Obsessed Fest. That's right. We're going to be uploading more videos from Obsessed Fest. The Rebecca Lavoie and Robbie Achadri did yes. a whole Ooh. live Q&A right after add-on was released. Yep. You're going to get all the that episodes. That was packed. Today. I mean, it was packed. So great. Also, the panel that you and Bob Ruffin Damien Eccleston, all yes. about the West Memphis Three. Yep. We're going to upload that video. We're going to upload, I think if you'll let me, I want to upload the class action park that we filmed live of in Boston course. at the yeah, Wilbur. Yeah, yeah. So much fun content over there on the page. Yeah, have fun. Yeah. It's also, follow us on TikTok. It's True Crime Obsessed Pod. Also, follow Obsessed Fest on Instagram. That's where you're going to see all the, the Obsessed Fest videos. That's all the fun yeah, I got today. I already follow all of them, so it's okay. <laughs> no homework for me. All right, we love you, fam. We love you. Bye. Bye. To be fair, we don't know that his wife, the federal judge, is a woman. Do they say wife? He I think says my wife. He does. Okay. Yeah, yeah, All right. Yeah. I take it. Strike it from the record. Yeah. I appreciate that, though. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> they also don't say what kind of DNA it is. It's true. That's important, isn't it? I mean, yeah. It is. I guess it I is important. I just really stupid. No. I just realized no. that the words I'm saying go out to the world, and no. now I feel like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever have those moments Always. when we're recording? Like, it's not just us in these yeah, four yeah, walls. Yeah, like, they go know. out to the world, and I just had one of those, like, oh, God, Robbie is so disappointed. No, no. No, I mean, it is true. Like, this show doesn't give us a lot of details. Okay, good. Thank you for having my back. Like, um, you always do. <laughs> um. People get on me for only wearing our merch. This is why. It's in the closet upstairs. Yeah. I go two flights. I grab my size. I put it on. Yeah. And frankly, it is chaos down here, Tom. <laughs> you, now that I'm here. And <laughs> another thing, Tom. I am, a, I am a podcast celebrity, yeah. damn it. <laughs> I am not a mother. Totally. <laughs>